It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, getting set for the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast for this week seven of the high school football uh, season. Picks will be coming up uh, later uh, in the uh, show. Uh, the uh, venerable Paul Costanzo will uh, be in. It's like having royalty. Yes, it is. So, uh, you know, I'm excited for picks this week. Yes. Other than the fact that I don't like the picks this week. <laughs> well, but I haven't Dennis, liked them all, all season. Be- before we get started, and I have a point to all this. So, Aaron Judge hit home run number 62 in texas last night right and you're thinking brady why the hell are you bringing this up one this is a high school sports podcast two we're in michigan i don't care about the yankees i don't care about aaron judge and it just keeps cutting in on my football on saturdays but there is a reason because dennis i think we all kind of in our free time imagine what we do like if we caught miggy's 500th home run ball or all these you hear these stories about guys who who make the catch and they get all this stuff or they give it back whatever it's always a story right yep so so some random guy catches the ball but right behind the guy who catches the ball is none other than cardinal mooney's mike rice and I sent you this video and the picture. And he was, the ball was hit right to him. A historic ball was hit right to him. And the guy jumped in front of him and made a catch. And I just want to say Mike Rice is a better, be, be, he can talk better than I can too. A bigger person than I because he was not very aggressive going after the ball and there are a lot of people and i'd like to think i'm not but myself included are probably doing whatever they can to get that baseball because that is going to make a that could have a fun trip to texas well uh first off we've got a guy who coaches like 17 different ball teams (laughs) make a play yeah make a play lead by example and make a play. Yeah, they'd be out at Utica if they <laughs> if they didn't if they didn't show any aggressiveness like that. Make a play. And the other thing I want to say, Mike, I love you, but you went all the way to Texas, and you didn't bring a glove. <laughs> like, okay, at any normal baseball game, no, catch it with your bare hands. But if you're at a possibility of a historic game, and somehow you get left field tickets, front row, and right behind the bullpen, bring a glove. He's the center fielder on this play, and he lets the right fielder cut in front of him and catch the ball. Yes. He would never never allow Trent Rice to do that. I'm benching him. Yeah. I'm benching him. Who's the – I'm benching Coach Rice. Yeah, who's an assistant? He needs to to have a McAndrews (laughs) and sit out the first game of the season. But anyway, no, I thought that was really cool. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's incredible. But if if he would have caught it, I would have wanted to make sure that we had the exclusive interview so every outlet across the country had to use us as the as the interview. Yeah, that, that would have been our price. Yes. I wonder what his price would have been. Because <laughs> that's the other thing you always wonder. It's like, what 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 do you want if you, you get it? Because some people just want the dollar amount. Some people want, like, stuff. Yeah. And it, it depends on who catches it. but It depends it, on who the player is. Now, right. I'm not a Yankee fan, so if I catch Aaron Judge's ball, I want the cash. Yes. Um, if if it's Miggy, 
I, I would probably give Mickey the ball back for a lot less than I'm giving Aaron Judge the ball back for. Right. But anyway, I just thought that was funny. If you go to Mike Rice's Twitter, there's pictures of him being stepped in front of and and being called off. And it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't get the, the ball. But I just thought that was something worth talking about because it wasn't something I was expecting to talk about <laughs> whenever we did this. So... Yeah, and well, we're recording this Wednesday, and and on Tuesday that happened. So, all right, good stuff. And now uh, football, and we'll talk some good football coming up next. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think mattress. Mattress King. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, 
getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, all right, let's uh, get into it. It's, it's already week seven. This is messing with my brain. Uh, a little bit that we're this far along. It's also kind of messing with my brain, uh, Brady, that we don't have that many undefeated teams left. No, we have two and three if we count Ubley. Oh, yeah, three. Yeah, we do count Ubley. So three. And while I think two aren't in danger, one is this week. One that's not in danger is Northern. They go to Warren Mott. While I wouldn't call this a a tattooed W, it's a very strongly written in pencil W. (laughs) And you have an old eraser that when you go to erase it, it just breaks off in half anyway, like you'd always have in school. Well, I I think that the, you know, the the Huskies have played well all year long. Uh, Defensively, they've been stellar. Their special teams quietly have been stellar. They've got at least seven block punts this year that almost all of them have resulted in them scoring a touchdown afterwards. Which didn't always happen last year. No. Because they blocked punts last year. Yeah. Their their defense uh, scored a touchdown last week. They create turnovers. They get stuff. They are hard to run against. Um, and, and I'm going to be honest because there were some questions about the Husky secondary that they were young. They've defended the pass better than anybody else I've seen this year um, because a lot of the max schools do throw the ball, you know, 10, 15, 20 times. I, I, I think uh, they, they faced 29 pass attempts last week. Um, so they have really played well. But where they have really turned it around this year uh, is the Husky teams the last couple of years didn't have many long drives, and they didn't capitalize on the short field. And this year, they have capitalized. They've jumped all over the opportunities. Dylan Bloink for five weeks, and last year, uh, last week without him, Ty Fletcher in his first start, 44 points on the, uh, the board. 37 of those came from the offense. Every time they gave Ty uh, a look at the end zone, he found it. Yeah, and Northern has been... They have been kind of the most boring. I don't want to say boring because that's not the right word, but they just go to work, clock in, beat a team by 30 points, unless it's Port Huron, and then throw the records out. But yep. for the other five weeks, they've gone to work, clocked in, beat a team up for for 48 or however many minutes, uh, yeah, 48 minutes, and then left and gone, cool, we'll do it again next week. And there's nothing that makes you go, oh, my God, you have to see this team. They just quietly go to work, do their business. And it's really kind of a reflection of their coach because that's kind of Larry Rollins' personality. Hey, we'll win. We'll get it done. We don't need to do it flashy. We don't need to do anything fancy. And we'll go home and we'll get ready to do it next week. Mott's got some athletes. They've been playing better in recent uh, weeks. 
but I, I think the Huskies, even though they, they haven't left the stadium a lot once in six weeks. Yeah, but, um, this is only their second true road game uh, because technically they are the road team for Port Huron. Yeah, but, but uh, I mean, they, they've played at Memorial Stadium five out of six weeks this season. But they, they'll be all right. Again, uh, they might go there and, and win 45 to 12, but even if it's not a score like that, they're going to win, and I think they're going to be fairly comfortable. Yeah, I think so, too. You're going to lean on your defense a little more again. Maybe you, you open it up just a bit more. You take a little step forward with Fletcher, letting him sling it around maybe when you need to. But just keep doing what you're doing. I know Warren Mott's probably the best of the other Mac Blue teams, but there's nothing when you look at their schedule that strikes fear in you, I mean, they, they, they lose to Gross Point North 28 14. Uh, they're, they're going to win the gold. They lost to Lance Cruz North 23 21. Even if they got guys back, they only beat Sterling Heights 28 13. Yeah. Speaking of Sterling Heights, they're nope. going to come up to Portion yep. High and they're going to lose to Portion High. <laughs> like, I, 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 can't, yeah. I can't try to sell you that this is going to be or this shouldn't be a close game. Sterling Heights. I mean, they lost a few close games, but the close games they lost were to Lakeshore, Frazier, and that was it. They beat Lance Cruz North. Don't know how they managed that, but congrats well, to them. I mean, it broke a long losing streak. If you look side-by-side side at Lance Cruz North and Sterling Heights, they both now have one win, what, in the last two, three years? That that they, that they've played. Yeah. They, there's a couple forfeit wins sprinkled in there. But Port here on high, I know that they're low on numbers – Right now, that for a variety of reasons, I mean, it seems like everywhere we go to, Dennis, we talk about themes of years. Like in baseball, it was errors this past year. For football, this has been as injury riddled of a year as I can remember. It does. It does uh, seem so. It might be connected to bad snaps. I don't know. <laughs> like, because that's been another theme and, for me in games. And even some key guys that have gotten healthy at this point they were out at the beginning but it feels like guys have been dropping like flies and Port Huron's no exception the good news is outside of Luke Allen a lot of their top end talent is still there and as long as they're there I think Port Huron High will do fine against Sterling Heights now you have to take care of this because there is a non-zero chance that uh, Mott upsets Northern so if you take care of business and Mott pulls off an upset at home, you're going to share the Mac Blue title. Yeah, and and that's a good point that you make there. If, if you're the Big Reds, you still have the potential league title out there, but you have to win your game, and then you you take whatever result you get between Northern and Mott. You root for Mott to win if if they do it great. But if you didn't beat Sterling Heights, it doesn't matter if my wins. If you don't beat game. Sterling Heights, you have a lot more problems than yeah. worrying about a league title because, I mean, Sterling Heights is just there's not a lot to get excited about. Northern beat them forty three to eight, and yeah, it's just Mac Blue's been down, and Sterling Heights is maybe the most down of yeah. all the teams. But get the win because our friend Paul Costanzo will be there filling in for me. I will be on a in a car going up to Houghton to do a Wayne State game so to get to Houghton at a timely hour I can't leave until I have to leave as early as like one o'clock on Friday because Houghton is on the edge of the earth Bum. 
Houghton is on the edge of the earth. It is a beautiful place. It's not that far. I can get to Houghton about 15 minutes from here. Yeah, okay. I can. But it's I know a shortcut. Yeah. And it's uh, so Paul will be filling in for me. He'll be on on stream too. So it won't be my voice you hear, even though it'll be the all the sounders will say my name. It is Paul Costanzo. And it be the golden tones of, of Paul Costanzo. Uh, Marine City uh, should wrap up an outright title in the uh, silver this week as uh, they host a one and five Clintondale uh, team again. Uh, if if the Mariners don't win this football game, uh, look up in the sky for falling frogs or something because <laughs> it's. I mean, anything can happen, but if this were to happen... Clintondale's only win is New Haven. Then, then I might have to just set the mic down and walk away and never come back. Because you don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, Clintondale's 1-5. They took St. Clair to overtime. Uh, they, they played a tough one against South Lake. Their defenses seemed in the last three weeks to have been a lot better. They've given up 12, 22, and 23. So... I don't if, think they faced an offense like no, Marine City in the last No, I don't think so either. If Zach Tetler plays, I don't think it matters. If he doesn't, could Clintondale keep this interesting for the better part of the first half? What, what What's interesting, the Mariners only win 35 to nothing or 35 to 6? That they keep it within, I, I guess, arm's length would be about two scores and it's two scores in the third quarter <laughs> i mean i don't know so, i mean i think marine city's just going to roll city, yeah. and i think i mean i know center line next week is four and two and they've run the 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 bronze but yeah marine city has a couple of very winnable games the next two weeks before the big showdown with duran in week nine but hey take care of business get another outright max silver title when was the last time you think the mariners lost a max silver game uh, when is the last time they lost a Max Silver game? It, it, probably the the last time before when St. Clair was in the silver. Yeah, in 2018. Uh, they lost 35-21 to the really talented St. Clair team. And they actually lost two games in the silver that year because they lost to Madison. I think that Madison team played for a state title. Yeah, that was a good Madison team. So it's been a long time since Marine City has lost a Max Silver title. In fact... This class will have never lost a conference game if they beat Clintondale. And that's, you know, that that's kind of a, like a cool thing, and that's something to play for. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I don't think there have been there has been a class that has never lost a conference game. I mean, I mean uh, it's go, not that easy a thing to do. Yeah, I'm I'm going through and looking and okay, real quick, it looks like 06 to 09. They went undefeated in the Matt Gold for four straight years, and and the team that ended that streak, curiously enough, was East Point, who probably was okay back then. In 2010, East Point went five and five. Oh well, they made the playoffs. Yeah, there you go. So, but anyway, um, I digress. Marine City's going to beat Clintondale. So, all right. So who's going to win between St. Clair and Marysville because they play each other this week? I'll be at this game. You will at Walbron Viking Stadium on uh, Friday night. The Vikings are three and three. The Saints are two and four on the uh, season. We we've been talking about the Saints defense all year long. However, they have given up seventy two points in the last two weeks. 
Um, and obviously, they just haven't been scoring enough. Most of their points came in a week two win over Lincoln. No, and the uh, the 28 points last week against South Lake is encouraging because South Lake is a good team. And again, without knowing the particulars of this game, I think that that's a pretty decent performance. It seemed like that the defense was didn't have a lot of help. So 28 points, depending on context, can either be a, a nice showing or bad. But they are going to have to find a way to score against Marysville. Because Marysville's defense might not be that great, and it might be a defense you can score once or twice on, especially an injury-riddled Marysville defense. But can St. Clair slow down the Viking offense? Because as much as we've liked St. Clair's defense, the past two weeks, like you said, was what? 50 or 70? What, what's, what's 42 plus 28? 70. 70, yeah, 70 points. What do you think St. Clair has to hold Marysville to? For you to say St. Clair's got a good chance. Like if Marysville gets three touchdowns, that's kind of been the benchmark I, I've I, set for St. Clair. I think all if year. Marysville gets three touchdowns, St. Clair's in trouble. Now, one thing. But, I think, and here's the thing Marysville's worst output this year was 20 points against Marine City. Otherwise, they've been 23 or better in every game. Yeah. And last week was, I guess, just one of the sloppiest games you, you'll ever see, and they still managed to win by 17. St. Clair is going to have to score not on offense at least once. If they get a pick six, if they get a fumble six, they return a kickoff for a touchdown, block a punt, something, or in essence get one, they recover one inside the 10, gives your offense a chance, then – that gives you a boost, and I think that's what St. Clair needs to do to win this game. They need to find a way because we talked about it. St. Clair needs to win two, two of the next three games to even have a chance at, at the playoffs. They might have, they're probably going to have to win out. Uh, and uh, Marysville, kind of just keep doing what you've been doing. You know, Sakuchi's been really good. They, they, they've managed to stay relatively healthy this year. I know I think Turner is mm -hmm. down with an injury, but for the most part, because last year, really injuries derailed Mary's. They were limping to the finish line. Yeah, the, the, it was it was a battle of attrition as we got into these late weeks uh, of the season. Um, they're, they're, they're better this year health-wise. They've been better this year, I think, offensively. They're more consistent. Uh, they they throw better than they did a year ago, and they they can run the football, um, and they've got options back there. But Sakuchi's been so good; they haven't had to run Ben Lavalle a lot. The the week I saw them against uh, Lamphere, they experimented using McKinney in a slot and as a tight end, mm -hmm. and he didn't run the ball a ton. But um, they can grind it out with you. They can get a little flashy with you. I've seen them run some trick plays this year. They're doing some nice things. Um, and at home, uh, I, I just feel like going into this thing, Marysville is the favorite. St. Clair's got to find a way to score three touchdowns in this game to win it. And Marysville has a chance to, again, string together some wins. They haven't done that this year. They are the opposite of Richmond. They have lost on odd weeks and won on even weeks. So this is a chance to put together two consecutive wins for the first time. Real quick, um, 
for anyone curious, uh, because Marysville plays Lincoln in week eight, and this could impact Marysville's playoff chances. Um, Lincoln and Madison were supposed to play last week. We don't know what happened. Nobody knows what happened. <laughs> like this, like they I have haven't never... reported a score, and the state is finally fed up that they've given both teams a forfeit right now. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I've never seen this before. <laughs> like usually by Monday, the last couple scores trickle in because I think uh, if the state can't figure it out, I think by Monday they call the school and basically goes, "What the hell happened?" And we don't know. And Madison has, I believe, Madison hasn't played any area teams, but Lincoln's played both St. Clair and is going to play Marysville. And the way bonus points work, if they got a win, that helps out Marysville or yeah. St. Clair in a playoff push. So just one side note that I thought was interesting and why it drives us crazy when scores aren't reported. Yeah, uh, just a couple more things uh, in the uh, MAC. Anchor Bay's at Stevenson this week. This is actually a game where the Tars might be the favorite, even on the road. The Tars might be the favorite in this one to get a MAC red win. Stevenson's still pretty good. I know they're one and four. They're both winless in MAC red play, but much like Anchor Bay, Stevenson hasn't really been expo- hasn't been blown out they, I mean, the Dakota and Chip Valley they were they played a close game with Romeo they played a close game with Ike Stevenson's one and five but their losses are to West Bloomfield Romeo Dakota Ike Chip and Chip Valley yeah but Anchor Bay is two and four and their losses are Dakota Chippewa Valley <laughs> yeah, right. Romeo and Ike so yeah it's so they, they need this I win. just I just think Anchor Bay's Got a chance this week. Yes, they do. At, at uh, Stevenson. Uh, and, and, again, the Tars are kind of our lost team there. That uh, at, at two and four, they're, they're probably one of the uh, – certainly one of the top five programs in the area. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and they don't get any love from us. So uh, And New Haven goes to uh, Clawson. Boy, Clawson and Centerline played for the basically the, the league championship last week, and Centerline smoked them. Yeah, 37-6, to six, so – New Haven's got their hands full with a seemingly all right Clawson team. All right. Uh, anything else you want to throw in there? No. Um, another week, another big BWAC matchup up next. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess we'll start with North Branch Croslax next because that's going to be a colossal game. We've already talked about the implications earlier in the week. But North Branch Armada. Oh, North Branch week. Armada. Sorry. I, was, I know. You're, I was, uh, you're a week ahead of yourself. Yeah, I'm. And I saw Kloss in the CL and subconsciously. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to play. I do it all the time. North Branch Armada. But I do and, it because I'm old. And we'll talk about the entire BWAC next. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982 982- 9281 open monday from 10 until 6 friday and sunday noon to 4 when you run with us on a gator utv the engine has your full attention the herd takes notice and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet nothing runs like a deer Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com.
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Uh, this week's big game in the BWAC because there's been one for like the last – uh, well, what are we, week seven? So there's been one for like the last five weeks. <laughs> but this is this week's uh, Brady. It's North Branch, Armada. North Branch is 6-0. and Armada is 5-1. and Armada's one loss was to Croslex, who was uh, just uh, beaten last week by Elmont. Hmm. Um, uh, Elmont uh, lost to uh, North Branch. Armada and Elmont haven't played yet, have they? 
No, oh, they did. Uh, yeah, fourteen ten. And it was 10. a four point game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that was the week. That was two weeks ago. Yeah, Elmont lost to both of these teams, but um, the many, game with Armada was really close. North Branch kind of handled them. Yeah, too many A teams that are orange and black, and too many blue and white teams in in the BWAC. So when we get to the picks, Dennis, I have to pick against either Kyle Rowley or or, or Jeremy Furman. Do you want to do that? No. Um, well, <laughs> the week in and week out, there are, there have been games that are just like, what do I do? Flip a coin. How do I look at this? How do, how do I handle this? Uh, and I'm not really sure at, at this point. Um, but And Armada seems to be playing better since the Croslex loss. Like the, well, the I, mean, I, mean, I think they were embarrassed. Nice. Yeah, and sometimes um, when you first feel like you've arrived, sometimes you can get a little too big-chested and a little humbling, especially in week three can help you go a long way, Dennis. Sometimes you say, you've said before, a loss can help you or a reality check can help you. Uh, I, it, it can, uh, and, I, and I think there's, a, there's also the, a process. Remember, Armada is building a program. You, I mean, you can go from worst to first, but it doesn't usually happen that way. They made a big step last year winning seven games being in the conversation beating north for the first time in a while of like we have to really take armada seriously uh they could make a run in the playoffs as well um and this is year two of building from that process big win in week one at marine city and they've been playing good football, again, other than that Crosslex game. And at the time that loss happened, I'm telling you what, Crosslex looked like maybe nobody could beat them. Right. Now things have happened to Crosslex since, but uh, still, in week three when Crosslex did that to Armada, Crosslex looked like they were unbeatable. North Branch, and I haven't seen North Branch play yet, but, I mean – I see their scores every week, and, and you saw them against Almont. Uh, I mean, they, all they do is win, and all they do is win big. Yes, and okay, I mean, the way their offense is designed with the wing tee, I mean, you hand a ball off. If a kid breaks a play, again, you're not going to tell him not to, to, to score, backup starters, whatever. So, um, yeah, they're winning big. Does it does it make much of a difference if you take a touchdown or two off all those games? No, you're you're feeling the same way. They're but, still winning big. Yes, you take a touchdown or two off of all of those games, and they're still in the forty point range. Yes. <laughs> so one thing when when looking at this game, and Dennis, I think you've talked about it off air. Is Armada has played the tougher schedule to this point? That Armada has gone to Marine City and won went to Cross Lex and, and took one on the chin. They played Almont at home and got a close win. They, I know Wyoming hasn't won a game, but that's still a school with 1,200 kids that yeah, plays in like a, a D2 school. Yeah, they? that plays in a legitimate conference in, in, the, in the Ottawa-Kent conference against legitimate teams. It's not Hamtramck. Um, so that is not a great win, but it's a, it's a nice win against a, a, big t- a bigger school. Now North Branch comes to town, and and Dennis, if I told you in our preseason show that on October 7th, Armado would bring in North Branch 
and Armada is controlling their own destiny in, in the BWAC to at least get a share of the title, you take that 10 times out of 10, don't you? I, I would, uh, absolutely. Not um, knowing how they got there or what their record is, you take that eight days a week. Absolutely. Uh, and, and again, Armada, is, they've got size. They grind it out. They're, I mean, this is, this is going to be a battle of wills between two teams that like to run the football. Um, I'm sure there'll be some passing in the game, but this is primarily going to be two teams that are going to run the football. Armada is going to try to run the football mostly between the tackles, and they're going to try to, to push and bully North Branch. You've seen North Branch, Brady. Can they be pushed? Can they be bullied? They weren't against Elmont, but Armada's a lot bigger than yeah, Elmont. I, I would say there's a size difference. That's the thing that we're going to see about North Branch because they're going to play the, the probably size-wise over the next two weeks the two biggest teams in the BWAC. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be a question mark. I think one of the deciding factors, and we talk about it a lot with teams that like to run the ball, who can throw it enough to be effective and help out the run game? Can Lucas Pratt get his guys open and complete five to ten passes? Can Will Damasca, if he needs to, complete five to ten passes? I think he had two completions in the in the win over Almont, but they were almost 100 yards in completions. So when he needed to, he threw it, and they only threw, I think, the two passes. But North Branch... And, and Armada are teams that don't want to throw, but I think that might be the key. Can you throw? But that that's the thing about these teams that do this. Because I watched this for Marysville for years, uh, even when you were playing. You guys would throw the ball three times, but the one completion you get would be a 50-yard completion to the tight end because nobody's looking for it. Right. And that's, why, that's what the difference is going to be. And as always, in the big games – Special teams are going to be a factor. Hey, it helps a lot more if you start off uh, first and 10 from your own 40 than your own 20. Like that puts the defense in a tougher spot, moves you down the field. Maybe the the extra point kicking game, I, I think this uh, could come down to a one-point game. I could see a scenario where both teams score the same amount of touchdowns, but one team converts the extra points or two-point conversions and the other team doesn't. And that's why one team wins. Well, uh, I'm going to look at it this way. I know these are cliches, but uh, turnovers, obviously, if one team turns over the ball, they're in trouble. Penalties, too, might decide this one because you got two run teams, uh, which is a little more difficult if it's first and 15 or first and 20 because you're getting the holding penalties or false starts, stuff like that. Right. Those types of penalties will kill one of these teams if they're happening. Yeah, and it goes back to staying ahead of the chains and and, and getting, all, getting to that point, um, staying on schedule. God, I just – I don't know who I want to pick against in this, in this game because I like both teams so much. And Dennis, is it weird to say that the six and O team, the team that's been dominating all year, why do I feel like there's more pressure on North Branch? Because Armada kind of thought their BWAC title hopes were dead last week, 
and and they needed a, a big upset, and they ne- didn't necessarily ever get one until last week, and now they're rejuvenated, and with a game again next week, they play Richmond, which is a much more winnable game than North Branch. If they can take down the Broncos, a team they beat a year ago, you're talking about an Armada BWAC championship team. Well, I mean, you've got, um, yeah, if Armada wins this game, you're going to have three teams going into the final week of league play that are all 6-1 and one football teams and that all have one loss in league play. And, and one of those, two of them are going to end up tied for the title probably. So there's no way Armada can win an outright title unless MLA City upsets Cross-Lex. Yes. But – they can they get, get a, a share, share of the title, and believe me, when they walked out of Cross Lex after week three, they probably didn't feel like that was going to be something that could happen. No, so is it fair to say there's a little more pressure on North Branch? I don't, you know, again, their coach, and they're, they're a machine. They are. Like, I don't think he'll let them think too much about it. No, like, and I, I, I think I think Coach Furman's stance is let me worry about it, and he doesn't yeah. strike me as a guy that worries about too much. No. He'll be like, let me worry about it. You guys just run your plays. And here's the other thing. I'm sure they, they went over the film from last year and said this is what they did. They came into North Branch and did this to us. We can't let that happen. We, we owe them one, and, God, this is, a, this is going to be a fun game that – I really want to see what happens because, yeah, it's 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 a chance for Armada to take that next step and, and get possibly a league title. Again, you have a rivalry game the next week, but you feel like if you win this one, you should get a share. And for North Branch to finally, uh, you know, get back to where they were in 2020. Yeah. Well, again, you're Armada. Take care of business because you know – North Branch and Croslex, one of them's going to lose in week eight because they play each other. Right. And I guess the good news about having all your clo- your big games scrunched together like North Branch does here at the end is you can't look ahead. Because <laughs> you, you can't look ahead to Croslex when you have Armada right yeah, no. in front of you. Yeah, and if sure- you're looking ahead, you're not winning this week. So it's going to be a very physical, grinded-out style game. And I really think... The difference in this game, Dennis, will come down to what happens after a team scores a touchdown. Can they kick an extra point? Can they get the two-point conversions? Because special teams can play such a big part, and that's just my gut feeling. All right. Now, a, a game that I'm actually interested in is Crosslex, Imlay City. I think Crosslex is going to win this game but I want to see how they win this game. It's been a weird last two to three weeks for Croslex. Through the first three weeks of the season, man, they went to Swan Valley and crushed them. They dismantled Richmond. That game was over two minutes after kickoff. They dismantled Armada, to be quite honest about it. They dominated that football game, and they won 34-12. to Then they had that off week, and since they have come back, they struggled with Yale. I know Yale has improved, but that score surprised everybody. The Pioneers had to score on their possession in overtime mm-hmm. to win that game. Uh, and then, of course, 
losing to Elmont last week at home. Um, you know, if that happens on the road, maybe people look at it and go, okay, well, Elmont's a tough place to go. But for Elmont to go up there and win the game the way they did um, and for a Croslex defense that after week three I thought was even better than their off. Like the offense gets all the glory because all the points. Right. But that, I said, that defense looks spectacular. It looks better than last year's defense. And then all of a sudden these last two weeks have happened and they've given up a lot of points. They lost a game that, you know, everybody's like, all right, you know, the, the Yale game was close, but they it's won. It's an emotional game. It's it's a rivalry. You're playing someone yeah. who who the Yale's coach was a cross lex yeah. grad. They're, like, they're a little banged emo- up. They they were off for that week, you know, whatever. And stuff happened. Not knock the rust off, but they'll be better and they'll they'll get their groove on and then that didn't happen. No. No, and sometimes mentally you need a palate cleanser game. And this might be that that game where just get the win. Get the win, get it comfortably, and let your kids know what it feels like to dominate again because this is your last not super tough game the rest of the year. Even if you get a favorable playoff draw, still a tough rest of the way because North Branch Freeland the next two weeks, you might have them in consecutive order in the playoffs too. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm interested to see, I think Croslex is going to respond. I want to see what kind of a response it is. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, Elmont gets Richmond. Um, again, uh, Elmont's win last week reminds everybody that, Hey, Elmont's got a really good football team. I mean, we've known all along, but when they lose two games in a row, even though it's North branch and Armada, you kind of. I think we, we were all guilty of going, ah, they're going to go to Crosslex and lose their third straight. And then they reminded us we're a team to be Why reckoned with. Yeah. And, and and Richmond, you know, I know it's their week to be good. If you look at what Richmond's done this year, it's been really strange. Well, yeah, I said uh, Marysville's the opposite. Um, Richmond and odd weeks are really good, and in even weeks have struggled. Marysville and odd weeks have struggled, and in even weeks have been good. Um, but there has been a pattern with Richmond when they have played the what we call the elite teams. Right. The elite teams have really taken well, it to them. One thing that might help Richmond is this might be the healthiest they've been since week one. Which, if they get their horses back, if I don't know if Blake Esling's going to play, but he is. Are going into their season might have been their best football player, the one they were leaning on the most. That helps a lot trying to stop an Almont option. That helps a lot more trying to stop an Almont wing T and flying around the field and could give you a little bit more offensively too. So, no, Almont's got to be feeling good. And, again, they're high school kids. There is a real possibility of a, a bit of a emotional hangover from a win at Croslex. Yeah, that would be the the only thing is if uh, Elmont said, oh, yeah, we beat Croslex last week. We just have to show up to this yeah, one. we've arrived. That would be the only drawback. But again, I think James lusby has got a handle on the situation, and I think he's got a handle on his kids this week. Uh, and he's telling them, don't throw away the Croslex win by losing a game to Richmond that, that you're the favorite to win. Right. The BWAC is... For all intents and purposes, 
out of reach for Almont, but we talked about it on on Tuesday's show. That's a very winnable path. There's going to be some tough games, but if you prepare for the playoffs and Almont's not going to have an easy game the rest of the year because Yale and Goodrich follow this one up, Almont's going to maybe maybe they could lose another game or two down the stretch, and I still wouldn't be worried because I know they're a good team. And again, if they play like they did against Crosslex, everyone in D6 needs to be worried. All right. Uh, Yale will pick up a win this week. They've got Algonac, and uh, obviously that's a forfeit, and Yale didn't pick up another no, game. No, so. there wasn't anyone that they could find. And the um, city did pick one up, though. Yes. I want to mention that. They, they found you prep. Uh, and they'll, they'll do that in because they were scheduled to play Algonac in week eight. Yep. So they have picked up uh, univer- uh, a team that Richmond played, yeah. uh, U Prep. So that's a chance for MLA City in week eight to feel good about themselves. But I'm going to tell you what, when I watched U Prep against Richmond, they weren't, I mean, obviously they've struggled. I think they have a, a win this no, year. No, they were two and one they, since they lost. To oh, okay. Richmond. But I mean, they, wins they against advanced tech and U Prep science and math. Yeah, they, they did have some athletes. Is uh, I will say that. So like, it's it's not it's not automatic. Should be pretty automatic this week. Um, I want to stick this one in before we go to the thumb. But uh, Mooney is already locked into the prep ball uh, against Bishop Foley in Week Nine. But they can be undisputed champs of their league, which I think would be a nice touch. To a great season that they're having. They go to Cabrini this week. Allen Park Cabrini hasn't won since week one. Some of their games have been close, but for the most part, they're, they shouldn't be a threat to this Mooney team. No, they shouldn't. And, and take come on, take care of business. Uh, get this done and celebrate an outright league title because you're the if there's going to be a team that we think might upend Ubley. Cardinal Mooney's got to be the team, and the way you do that is you get better each week and you refine some things and you get injured guys back in the groove. But you have a lot. You still have a lot of uh, boxes to check. I think I said earlier in the year you had the three big ones. Beat Shrine, beat Everest, go to the Prep Bowl. Now you have some new ones. I mean, there's always more. Hey, win a playoff game. When was the last time they won an 11-man playoff game, Dennis? Do you know off the top of your head? No, not off the top. Um, you have to go back to 2005. They beat a school that doesn't exist anymore, Zoe Christian. So, so it, it, yeah. But, I mean, they've been going so, down so 05. the checklist. Um, so go to Cabrini. Do your do your job. Get to 6-1. and one, Win an outright league uh, title. Um, you, you get you kind of get another chance. I know you celebrated last week after the win, but you kind of get another chance to go, yeah, we don't have to share the title. We're undisputed champs. And then focus on the prep bowl and then focus on week one of the playoffs. Exactly. And and one step at a time, and you know Joe Cannell is going to have them ready one step at a time. So go get that win. Keep keep rolling. And just, hey, I you keep playing well, you're going to have a chance against most teams in D8. All right, in the GTC East, we'll, we'll talk about the two games that are slam dunks. Ubley. Ubley's going to beat Sandusky. Yes. They're at home. Harbor Beach is going to beat Memphis. Harbor Beach is at home. 
So, interesting matchup, Cassidy at Marlette. Which, for some reason, the state had this game as a Thursday game. I was going to go to this game if it was on Thursday, but it is not. So, I will not be there. But, yeah, it's a chance for Marlette to get to five wins in all but secure a playoff spot. But Cass City has had a little bit more success against some teams. It's hard to judge because if you flip the schedules, I think the records are flipped. I think Marlette would be 3-3 three and three and Cass City 4-2 and because Cass City has lost to Laker, Beach, and Ubley. Marlette has lost to Ubley and Beach. The only difference is in a crossover, Marlette got USA and Cass, Cass City got, got Laker. This the, is going they've to be each a very won the games game. they were supposed to win. Yes. And the, the, the teams they've beaten haven't been great, but the teams they lost to have been really good. Yeah. So this is going to be a defining game for both these teams. Yeah, th- this is like the, the first time they're going to look across the, the field and see a team that's pretty equal with them. Yeah. So. And Cassidy needs this one because I don't know how this happened because doesn't the GTC usually stay in area for all non-conference games? Like, they usually go to the well, West. They, they, they do a lot of crossovers, but I think they do have at least one do week you know where they Cassidy's go out. you know who Cassidy's week nine is? Beale City. Yeah, I did see that. That, so, that was kind of weird. But. So, if Cassidy wants to make the playoffs, they can't fall to three and four because I don't think four and five gets them in. You need to you need to win this one if, if the Red Hawks want to be dancing in the postseason. Yeah, so the, that that's the most uh, interesting matchup this week in the GTC East. Um, let's see, just some eight man games here. Uh, Kingston six and zero. They get K Pack this week, um, and K Pack has kind of been slumping the the second half of the uh, the season. Kingston's really good. Uh, Deckerville is home to Mayville. Mayville comes in at uh, five and uh, one, and Deckerville has kind of been slumping yeah, the second Deckerville half of the season. Deckerville hasn't been the Deckerville we've been accustomed to at at uh, at all this year. Should be a good week for CPS. They're on the road at Caseville. Um, Peck and Merritt are playing for the Stripes title and, this week. Peck is a team I wanted to talk about for a second, and, and I'll mention it again later because it bears repeating but peck has a player that is putting up hazen later like numbers when you have a guy like caleb letner who on 135 carries has 1691 yards and 23 touchdowns that's a kid we should be talking about more so shame on us for not giving him his shine because those are stupid numbers well and we don't always get the numbers though every week to to give them to you but yeah, uh, well, we we, thanks, Mike Gallagher. We, we know Letner is an athlete. He's a multi-sport athlete, and he's one of those kids that just seems like here's a ball, he picks it up, and he's all of a sudden good at that sport. Um, but uh, he, he was the reason that Peck struggled last year because he got hurt. And and without him, uh, they they really struggled. He's back this year. Their only loss was week one to Brown City. Uh, since they've gotten into league play, they've been beating just about uh, everybody. Merritt's been good uh, this season. Getting out of the Stars and back into the Stripes has clearly helped them. Uh, so both these teams go into this game. Basically, the winner is the winner, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, especially if Pack wins. Yeah. But 
yeah, Merritt's won four straight. They've done. They bounced back really nicely. Maybe they didn't have all their horses at the beginning of the year. Uh, they've been putting uh, up points uh, recently. Well, too, uh, they had some crossover game in week one. They're at Atherton. Yeah, and, and actually, Atherton's been playing pretty good football this year. So, I mean, the this this is you know, last week Peck knocked off North Huron, who has been a bugaboo for them recently. And then, then they get Merritt this week, and then I think they finish with CPS. Uh, they have CPS next week, and they go to Decker. Oh, wait, no, Merritt, you mean? Or Peck? Peck. Peck has CPS next week, and then they go to Deckerville in week nine. Yeah, and the Deckerville game is a non-league game, so. Which Peck might be yeah. looking they to win They have a chance. I, I don't know the last time that Peck beat Deckerville. I know they haven't played in a long it's time. It's probably been a long time. But anyway, uh, anything else before the picks? Uh, well, Brown City uh, oh, Misik yeah, Brown is City. the uh, other right. game on Saturday. Two five and one uh, football teams, uh, and again, Brown, Brown City has kind of been running the gauntlet. Other than the Martin game, though, they've been passing all the tests. And I think Misik's five and one might not be as great as Brown City's five and one. Well, I I, I think the they haven't beating a team with a winning record this year. Right. Um, but I also don't know how many of the team. Well, I think one team they've played has had a winning record, and that's a game that they lost. Uh, and uh, even the teams on Brown City's schedule that don't have winning records this year had a track record of being really good teams. Like Sutton's Bay is 2-4, and four, but Sutton's Bay had been to the semifinals th- or the finals three years in a row. Well, yeah, and the teams that Sutton's Bay has lost to are six and zero, five and one, six and zero, and four and two. Yeah, they're playing a very difficult. And they play schedule. Marion this week, so they're going to be doing five. Yeah. So, but that's me- but that's a good football team. Yes, it is. So that that's all I'm saying is I'm with you. I think Brown City's played a tougher schedule. Yes, they have. So their wins are more impressive to me. Is it time to bring in Paul Costanzo? It is time to bring in His Majesty, yes. All right, sounds good. Anything else? That's all I got for now, and I'm going to sweat out over the fact that in a few minutes I have to pick between North Branch and Armada. All right, sounds good. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did.
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 this is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And welcome back to the Get Stuck On Sports podcast. Dennis, it's almost time for the picks. As we do every week, we update the standings, go from where we were. First, we'll start. We had one person with a perfect record last week. The only person brave enough to pick Almont to upset Croslex Connor from where else Almont <laughs> he he got the one right and he got the other nine because there have been people in the past that have picked the upset but haven't gotten the rest right but he is our only 10 and 0 this week congratulations to him I was a solid nine and one and he might have had a big reason why he went 10 and 0 yeah yeah he helped his own cause anyway his own cause uh, I had another solid nine and one so for the year I am 55 and five. Can I keep up this tremendous pace? I, this week's tough is is about as tough as they come. The general public is fifty one and nine. 
which is a very respectable record. Very respectable. Brady's at 49 and 11, which is slightly below where I wanted to be. You took a couple of risks and, yes. uh, you know. Well, I, at once I fell behind, I knew I had to. Yeah. Uh, and our guests, uh, I said this to, to Paul Costanzo already, he can't make them worse. They're 46 <laughs> and 14. On the year, there's still only three games coming off behind. an eight and two week last week, which isn't bad. But when the the, the standard's been nine and one, that's that's tough to do. So, all right, as I say every week, I hate this week. We we've gotten it all <laughs> we've gotten it all put together. Paul Costanzo, our guest, he's filling in for me at the Portier on High Sterling Heights game. So we figured we would work him double duty. Let's not waste any more time. Time for the picks. Woo! Takes the handoff, rolls out near side. He has pressure from behind. He's hit, ball comes out into the hands of a Mariner and into the end zone. Touchdown, Marine City. Quick hitter this time, and it's Furman with Rome. Down the far sideline to the 10, to the 5, and he is into the end zone. I don't know what we're yelling about. Damasca cuts up, slips one tackler near the goal line, and touchdown, North Branch. Will Damasca just got over the line. Espinoza rolling out. Throwing man wide open. It's Gonzalez. They got him this time. He'll make the catch, and he's into the end zone for a pioneer touchdown. All right, what did Bo Callahan do? He didn't know about the $100 bill, Sonny. He lied. Hand off Conan. He plows his way to the three, to the two, across the goal line. Touchdown, Tigers. He'll start from his own one-yard line. Up ahead to the five, to the 10, 15. He's hit. The ball comes loose. Scramble for it. Vikings football. And Bloink, straight drop, setting up a screen pass, complete to prone. He's got room. 2015, 10, 5, into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. Up the middle, Hazenlayer. He's got room to work. 45, 40, 35, 25. Good night, Brendan Hazenlayer, into the end zone. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And Paul Costanzo is the man. That's why he's with us. Paul, thank you for doing this, and thank you for filling in for me while I make a little excursion up to the UP. Yeah, always good to, to jump in and step back into the booth and kind of help you guys out. I guess <laughs> you guys are doing me more favor, I think, sometimes by uh, he, putting my name back out there every once in a while. He lends us more credibility than either of us ever could. I, right? I, I would go with that. I, I used to bring him on the radio a lot just so people would listen. <laughs> All right, so let's get this started. We have a couple of eight-man games on the picks this week. Let's start up in Peck where Dennis, we talked about it earlier. Caleb Lettner is one of the best-kept secrets on the year. Almost 1,700 yards and 23 touchdowns for the Pirates. His Peck Pirates bring in a 4-2 and two New Haven Maritime. Paul Costanzo, who wins this eight-man battle up in the thumb? I'm going to go with Peck because um, when I was still there, Peck was really good. So when I was still at the Times Herald. That so that is, was seven years ago. That, I was going to say, that's longer ago but, than you want to admit. But no, no, uh, Peck obviously uh, playing well. I do keep up with stuff. I see Mike Gallagher is always uh, singing the praises of the Pirates. So I, I'm going to stick with that, even though he's from there. Yes, I also want you to know the Abargo Twins are long gone as well. Dennis <laughs> Stuckey, over to you. Uh, yeah, um... This is basically for the league championship games in Peck. 
Merritt has is, is been very good this year, uh, especially after the first couple weeks of the season. But Peck is going to win this football game. Peck is going to win this football game. They have it at home. Their only loss is to Brown City, who every week seems like they're more and more of a state title contender or at least a, a contender to make a run in the playoffs. Give me the Pirates to go to 6-1. and one. The people agree 93% of the audience taking Peck to beat New Haven Merritt. Staying up in the thumb for another eight-man contest. A little more interesting here. Brown City playing, again, a bunch of teams. We have no idea where they are. Misik at 5-1 comes to Brown City. He's also 5-1. Who's the better 5-1 team? Dennis Stuckey. Well, it's it's really interesting, and I'm, I'm going to – Misik is a very pretty planet. Uh, they just had the probe pass between Jupiter <laughs> and Saturn by Misik. Uh, Brown City's going to win this game. Uh, the the Green Devils at home, and that's what's probably going to help them over the top. And the fact that Misik has to take a uh, four hour rocket ship ride to get there. Yeah, Dennis, this isn't going to help me catch up to you at all. But I agree. Brown City has beaten two semifinalists from a year ago. Now, are they as good as last year? Maybe not. But everyone not named Martin, they have not just beat but stomped in their path. I think me six five and one is nowhere near as strong as Brown City's five and one. Green Devils get to a sixth win. Paul Costanzo. I had a college buddy from Misik, so that he did not live off planet though. I think he just okay. lived up in uh, northern Michigan. Uh, well, they might be able to beam him up and down. Right, he ran track at CMU, uh, so obviously he was very fast. But Adam does not play for this Misik team, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with Brown City. And the people agree. 80% of the fans picking the Green Devils to get win number six. Let's take a trip to 11-man football. Stay up in the thumb as the 3-3 three and three Red Hawks of Cass City go to 4-2 and two Marlette. Both these teams a little hard to judge. Their losses have been against good teams. They haven't beat anyone really great. I'm going to hedge with the home team and take Marlette in a close one, a field goal game. The state said this game was on Thursday. It's not. It's on Friday. Otherwise, I would be up at this game. But, unfortunately, it's a Friday game. But I think Marlette wins this Friday game. Paul Costanzo. Yeah, I'm going to go with Marlette, too, uh, in, a, in a tight one where, like you said, their losses are two good teams mm. in, in the league or around the league. And I think that I'll go with the home team, Red Raiders. Dennis Stuckey. I'm going to go with Cass City. Um, I'm going to pick the Red Hawks to uh, win a uh, tight game on the uh, road uh, I just look at the uh, two teams and I know this is kind of a bad way to do it but this is the way I did it uh, Cass City was a little bit closer uh, in their losses to Harbor Beach and Ubley and they were a little bit wider in their wins against some of the teams that the two teams have played so. I almost picked Cass City I almost did, but I, I went with the Raiders, and the people went with the Raiders as well. 77% of the people taking Marlette to get this win. Let's head to the BWAC where Croslex still reeling from their loss to Elmont a week ago. Could not have come at a better time. MLA City comes to town, the 0-6 Spartans. Paul, I know Croslex lost last week, but it would feel like a catastrophic event if they lost this week. Is anything catastrophic happening? No, it's not. They'll bounce back. Uh, Croslex will get the win this week. Dennis Stuckey. Uh, Croslex will win, or I'm taking them out of the top ten. And the fear of being out of the top ten is enough for 
for Cross Lex to get a win. Hey, this is a get right week. You have North Branch next week. You have Freeland the week after that. And then you could have those two teams again in the playoffs. They need to find a way to get right, maybe ease some health, or some injured guys back in, or use this time to get healthy. And the people agree 100% on Cross Lex as expected. Staying in the BWAC, the team that upset Cross Lex from a week ago, the now 4-2 and two Elmont Raiders welcome in the Blue Devils of Richmond. Richmond 3-3, three and three. they need to find a win in these next two weeks if they want to think about the playoffs. Dennis Stuck, you get us started. Richmond or Elmont? Well, uh, if you're going to beat Croslex, you have to come back the next week and beat Richmond. Otherwise, it takes away any of the glory of that Croslex win. Elmont gets the job done at home against a Richmond team. I know it's their week to be good, but they've had some bad weeks too. It It is an odd week, and odd weeks have been good for Richmond. It'll stop being good this week. Almont played their best game last week. There might be a little bit of a natural come down where Almont takes a little while to get out of the gate, but I think even though Richmond is healthier now, Almont will get this win. Paul Costanzo. Yeah, you have the possibility of the hangover for Almont. They've had three straight weeks of tough games, right? Yeah. So um, there, that is that possibility. I think the people know that Richmond is my, my place. I'm still in a fantasy football league with wrestling coaches <laughs> from Richmond. But I'm going with Almont uh, to get the win at home. Well, and you just got kicked out of the league. But the people <laughs> agree 90% of the people picking Almont to take down the Blue Devils at home. In our final BWAC game of the week, the 6-0 North Branch Broncos travel south to take on the 5-1 Armada Tigers in a game where both teams control their own destiny in the BWAC. I'll start here, and this is one of those games, Dennis, that you know we talk about during the week that you flip day-to-day, basically. On Monday, it's it's North Branch. On Tuesday, it's Armada. On Wednesday, it's North Branch. And on Thursday, you see what digestion comes out. And I don't want to pick against two coaches that seemingly always win big games. But I just think North Branch is legit, and they will find a way to eke out a close win. North Branch by a point at Armada. Paul Costanzo. I don't want to see what uh, comes out after digestion. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with North North Branch here, too. I just think that they're a very, very good team. Um, And while Armada is obviously uh, putting together quite a season, I just think North Branch is the the class of the BAC right now. Dennis Stuckey, is it a sweep? I think Armada has played a much tougher schedule to this point. I don't think I agree with that. I think that they have uh, a a signature win uh, against uh, a Marine City team. Um, However, I've got North Branch at number two for a reason, and Armada's beneath them in that poll, so I'm going to take North Branch. God, this might be the one that blows up in all of our faces. It very easily could because the people agree. Only 64% of the people on North Branch. It's it's a really close call. I mean, I I don't think this is going to be a lopsided game. No, I'd be shocked if the, the difference was double digits. All right, let's go to a game where the difference might be double digits. Paul Costanza will be at Memorial Stadium (laughs) as as Sterling Heights, one in five, which is farther along than we thought they might be at this point, comes up to Port here on high to take on the four and two Big Reds. Paul Costanzo, get us started. 
I think you'll see a good, uh, uh, a fun game for the Big Reds. Do you agree? I do agree. I, I think that Port Huron wins this one, uh, probably going away. It's homecoming. Yeah. All that fun stuff. Yeah, big win for the Big Reds. Dennis Stuckey. PH a lot. Sterling Heights not so much. Yeah, I'd agree. The high end talent at Port Huron High is just too high end for for Sterling Heights. It'll be a, it'll be a fun day for one or two, maybe three different Big Reds. They get a win in. Hopefully running time so Paul can get home early to, to work on his, his youth soccer <laughs> strategy. So uh, the other Port Huron High, or the Port Huron Area School, I should say, Port Huron Northern undefeated, going down to Warren Mott 3-3. Three and three. Dennis, I know your, your, your people have been telling you this Mott team might be frisky. Are they frisky enough to hand Port Huron Northern their first loss of the season? Your number one team in the polls. Yeah, my, my number one team is undefeated, so until somebody beats them, they're going to stay undefeated. They win at Mott this week. Their defense without their their D1 recruit has been dominant, and even if they don't have him, they'll still be dominant. Port Huron Northern, I think you got a lot of coach speak, and sometimes coaches are worried of, of any team that walks on a field. Paul Costanzo. Yeah, I think you're right with that. Um, I mean, you worry a little bit about the trip, right? Like you got to. It's only their second true road trip of yeah, the season. Yeah. Um, so. There is that part of it, but I think that Northern, they're just they're on a roll right now. Like you mentioned, the defense is playing very, very well, and defense travels great. Yes, it does, wins. Paul. The people wow. agree with Paul Costanzo 100% on the Huskies. A team that's on a roll as well, the Marine City Mariners, winners of five straight. They bring in the Dragons of Clintondale, who played a sloppy game with Marysville last week, we'll call it. But Marine City's been on a roll. They are starting to come into form as the season goes along. And Clintondale isn't stopping it. Outright Max Silver Championship for Marine City. They win. They win big. They ha they're starting to celebrate in the third quarter. Paul Costanzo. Dave Frent serves as the referee for our U12 soccer team. Uh, so I can't pick against him, obviously. I'm going with Marine City. You're still getting a red card anyway. <laughs> Dennis Stuckey. Clintondale could have played a clean game against Marysville. They were still not going to win this game against Marine City, going with the Mariners. And no one disagrees 100% of the people on Marine City. Now let's finish up with the rivalry game of the week. Dennis Stuckey, you will be at Walt Braun Viking Stadium as the dun, 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 dun. Oh, sorry. <laughs> as the Marysville Vikings. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome in the St. Clair Saints. I'm sure that sounded great with our other music underneath. Yeah. St. Clair 2-4, Marysville 3-3, three three. both teams Desperately need this game if they want to make the playoffs. Paul Costanzo, you start us off. Who wins at Walt Braun Viking Stadium Friday night? I'm wearing my Padres hat representing Jake Cornworth and St. Clair today, but Marysville wins this game. Dennis Stuckey, you're on the call. Who do you think wins this? I, I think uh, Marysville will uh, get the victory here. Again, uh, the, the Saints will play hard and their defense will make this uh, uh, an interesting game. But St. Clair, they, they just don't score enough. No, and I, and I doubted Marysville last week, and I think Marysville might just slowly bleed St. Clair to death. I just don't know if St. Clair is going to be able to respond. If St. Clair wants to win this game, they need to score in an unconventional way. But even then, I think Marysville, the people agree, 87% of the people picking Marysville. And Dennis, that's it. Anything else for us? No, uh, and uh, everybody matched on everything except for one game. I am the only person in the room that took Cass City. Otherwise, everything matches this week. There's going to be a game that blows up in our face. I can already feel it. I can already feel it. 
Yeah, the Marlette game's going to blow up in your face. <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised we I'm all getting sw- ten this week. We all swept uh, the North Branch Armada. That's one. the that's the one that like you, you you unfortunately you have to pick one of the teams because the game can't end in a tie. I'm kind of rooting for a tie in that game. <laughs> yeah, and then so is Croslex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So, all right, Paul, thank you so much. You can hear the lovely voice of Paul Costanzo Friday night on GetStuckOnSports.com. Stream 2. Pre-game starts at 6.40. Kickoff at 7 for Porter here on High Sterling Heights. Dennis Stuckey, you have another edition of the long-running St. Clair Marysville rivalry. That game will, the pre-game for that will start at 6.30, I believe. Yes. And the kickoff will be at 7 o'clock from Walt Braun Viking Stadium. Did I miss anything, Dennis? I think you got it all. All right, Paul, any last words for us? No, thank you very much. Enjoy your trip to the UP, Brady. Hopefully I will. Good luck against Chelsea. That's who you play this week, right? Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah, who's no, Liverpool? Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal. Arsenal. Oh, you're playing Arsenal. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Sorry. no, and yes, it, they need all the luck they can get this year, Dennis. It's not been a great year I, for I, Liverpool. I, I I, I've, got a, I've got a free Saturday, so I'll, I'll do a couple of Olays for you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.